Hello and welcome to the latest episode of First Time Dads. My name is Richard Innes. And my name's Steve Mark. Uh, and this week we've got a, a great guest, um, Katie Piper, who I'm sure you've all heard of. Um, Katie, congratulations, become a mum seven weeks ago That's to right. Penelope. Yes, Penelope, yeah, seven weeks ago. Welcome to First seven Time Dads. Seven weeks old, oh, my <laughs> God. I, yeah, I immediately, when Steve told me just before we started recording with Katie that she had a seven-week-old seven daughter, I, I don't know what I felt really. Sympathy, fear, horror. <laughs> so I'm bringing it all back to me, the, the, the kind of freshness of it all. My Do you God. have two kids or one? No, no, I've just got the one, and that's, yeah. I, I think, well, that's the really interesting bit because Steve obviously has number two on the way right um and i i'm currently getting to grips with the idea of having one it's 10 months old um mm -hmm. but it's still quite overwhelming and so now and my wife and i have started discussing the idea okay number two will come along at some point and now i'm sort of yeah worried about being in the position you're currently in <laughs> what's it like of course it's brilliant isn't it having a yeah. child but it's really funny because number one there's framed photos everywhere in the house there's brand new clothes you buy all the equipment number two doesn't exist in the photo picture yeah um number two is in all the leftover clothes um you know number two has yeah, a little yeah. rash and you're like it's fine <laughs> when number one had a rash you're done a and e straight away yeah, you know yeah, yeah. but maybe that's good because in fact there's less anxiety and you're more confident yes um and that's that's good but number two I think is a test on the marriage on the relationship because you're more tired because there's no daytime naps because there's a four-year-old running around you know hanging off the curtains yes. and stuff. do you think it's more of a test than having the first because I, I, that's something I'm really curious about is the idea that having the first child obviously completely changes your whole world mm -hmm. and then I've always assumed perhaps naively that having a second child is just sort of adding more madness to the madness that's already there. So do you, do you feel like it's more of a difference now between you and your husband than it was when you had... Is I, it Bella, your oldest? Yeah, Bella's the first. Oh, sorry. Penelope's the second. Uh, no, I, I thought, naively, I thought that. <laughs> yeah, preg pregnant, I thought that. But yeah. it is different in terms of now we are doing, you know, you go to ballet with her, I'll go to baby swim and baby yoga. We'll meet up here at this soft play. Yeah. And, you know, you do have to accept that you're a, a team and a partnership and it might not be that romantic mm. for, for the first part but then if you've got a, a strong man as the father of your child they can cope with that mm -hmm. and you know me and my husband parent very much 50 50 um you know we both still work we've both got sort of freelance careers and we both parent alongside each other so mm -hmm. it works but yeah it's not like you know dating i, I remember <laughs> saying on an earlier episode of the podcast that my wife and i always started when we were going to talk about anything when subject was born was like before we start this remember we're both really tired <laughs> just to That's kind of <laughs> before we get into a row yeah. we are both really tired yeah i mean my husband's really good he'll sort of step back and be like I think you're a bit tired and overreacting. <laughs> and I'm like, no, we shouldn't have got margarine. We needed butter. And he's like, I'm going to go upstairs. <laughs> Does he really sound that calm? Because I definitely don't sound that calm. He's quite laid back, which is sometimes the cause of some rows because he's too laid back. Oh, I you know? see. It's right, like, yeah. it's your mum's birthday tomorrow. What have you done about it? I'll go to the florist in the morning. You know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. But in other ways, that's been a wonderful quality when it's come to parenting. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, today I'm talking, you know, about... Uh, feeding Timothy yeah. mm. and this has been a big thing uh, for me if I, I breastfed Belle mm -hmm. and this time around with Penelope it's been harder and I do think that's probably because of lack of sleep you can't produce yes. the milk yes. and I've been really like I'm, I'm failing you know mm. for me it was a big thing of like I didn't have a natural delivery I had a cesarean okay. so feeding was something I wanted for her to do really naturally and my husband was like 
Feeding is feeding. Yeah. However you nourish the baby, yeah. whether it's formula, whether it's breast, you're feeding your baby. Yeah. And he kind of takes a step back and he rationalizes things um, and sort of makes me think, okay, I'm kind of beating myself up over something that doesn't mm. really exist. And maybe I'm reading the wrong forums or I'm listening to the wrong I, thing. I, I think, think that's the thing. We've, yeah. we've spoken a bit about feeding Rich and I off, off the podcast. But we want to prepare ourselves before we enter the rabbit hole which is breastfeeding, formula. Don't say the wrong thing. Yeah, don't yeah. say the wrong thing. So we're not saying <laughs> it isn't the wrong thing. That's the yeah. thing. It's yeah. a personal choice. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Everyone has different reasons. Some people don't even have the choice. They have no. to take whatever path it is. Mm. Um, so actually mm. for us, you know, we got the perfect prep machine yeah. and it saved our marriage. That should be on the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should point out where we are at this point, yeah. Steve. Do you want to reveal um, where we are? Yeah, we are Katie's the celebrity ambassador for um, Tommy Tippy's uh, perfect prep machine. Yeah. Which I think is an updated version of an uh, older or previous model. I didn't know about the older one because when I had Belle, that was like 2014. So I was doing breast and then when I got to formula, we were oiling the kettle. Mm burning our inner wrist yes. <laughs> and like yes. waiting for half an hour for it to cool down and, yeah that you know. sounds familiar we we i think we resorted to using cold pre-prepared formula didn't even go go into yeah. and just microwaved the cups right which is but, um, so medieval yeah it is, it <laughs> yeah. is it sounds like we need one of these machines if anyone from Tommy Tippy yeah. is listening yeah. yeah there may or may not be someone sitting very in very close proximity who could sort of Amazon free these but you know it's also about sharing that responsibility yeah. isn't it of like who's on the night feed tonight yes. you know, like I'm here today I didn't bring the baby my husband I was half expecting to see her yeah, yeah I did think about it and I thought it's still unpredictable we've kind of got a routine going but you know at any moment that routine mm. might she might you know when I'm doing my speech in the silent room that routine might suddenly go out the window and she starts crying so I left her with Richie yeah. and the machine so how's Richie with because I think at the moment I look after Jackson on Friday on my own which is yeah. why I love it and I go to these classes with him and it's great but what I think, classes? like music classes, yeah, swimming yeah. classes, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think, like, how would, how could I do two? I mean, when they recently put one in a sling, yeah. but how is he with, like, so, I mean, I guess you don't see him on his own because you're there. He's well. You sometimes sometimes you get lovely Elle. moments when the monitor's on and they don't know, and you hit, you know, when he's going in doing the feeding, and I've got the screen by my bed, and he's talking to the baby, and you're just kind of like, maybe again it's hormones, but you just want to cry. You know, they're, so, <laughs> they're having their moment together that he doesn't know I can hear. But I got caught out doing that last night. Literally, I was singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. So you're not swearing at them. No, no. <laughs> well, I've been caught out on that yeah. as well, actually. Just, just to make sure that people realise I'm not, I'm far from a perfect father. But last night was a nicer one, actually. It wasn't swearing. It was singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star to bed to try and put him to sleep. We came downstairs and my wife was all a bit sort of gooey and I said, what's up with you? She said, who do you think? Oh God, yeah, yeah, what do It's so lovely, but Uh, I think with the father, there's this thing, there's this beautiful bond that the mother doesn't have and can't do mm. and it's just brilliant to see them together. I mean, Richie, when I was pregnant, talked a lot about wanting a son and I think, you know, it's that kind of Stone Age thought, a son will play football. And it's like, well, mm. you know, my brother has never kicked a football in his life. He's not interested. He's into yeah. computers and technology. Yeah. And he was very much, you know, quite a quiet, reserved person. Well, he had me as a sister. He had to be. Yeah. <laughs> I was too busy, like, taking centre stage. But, yeah, you know, there's no, whatever sex they are, there's no guarantee what personality they have. Yeah, and I absolutely. think fathers of their daughters, there's just some kind of beautiful relationship there. I'm hoping so. I'm having a little girl, or we're having a little girl, um, and I'm quite looking forward to it. I mean, I love Jackson's a bit. He has got a special relationship with his mum, yeah. And I suspect, having looked around at other um, other parents with their dads with their daughters, that 
fathers and daughters, as you say, yeah. have maybe have a different different thing. I'm so lucky with Rich, actually, to the point in the really early, early days when you don't leave the house. He was so good in my hormone estate. I was like, I'm crap. He's really good. You know, he can soothe them. He can put them back to sleep. Mm. But I think now I'm past that stage and I'm kind of cleaning my teeth and getting dressed mm. and not wearing like leggings all day. I can look back and think that support was vital because I was overtired. I was overthinking mm. things. I was hormonal. I needed to sleep and be able to trust someone. You know, how awful if the baby was only dependent on you and only you could soothe them? Like you need the father. It's to difficult that. splitting that that load. I've I've found that really really difficult. I remember being quite envious of my wife, and it's, which is an emotion I really didn't expect to feel. You know, because it's so think, natural though. But, yeah, and but it creeps up on you as yeah. a, as a dad. You think, well, why why are you getting all the attention? Why yeah. are you the one that gets the you know comfort and care for our for our child? Which is a terrible thing to think. But, but I think human. it's quite natural. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you find from your husband now that the the support you need? So second time around is different to the support you needed first time? Yeah, it is, because we both recognise um, when our tolerance and our patience mm. is getting low. Not always with each other, but with the other child. Okay. And, you know, I do feel sorry for I'm Belle, sure because, yeah. yeah, with Belle before, we'd be sitting doing colouring, cooking with her. Yeah. And now if I am colouring and cooking, it's one-handed with the baby. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, telling Belle to put her shoes on. We don't want to tell Belle to put her shoes on nine times. Yeah. You know, we want to tell her at least just once or twice and yeah. not losing your temper no, with her. Yeah, and yeah. I was at um, a, a, a baby gymnasium thing uh, over the weekend and there was a dad there who had a son who was about the same age as Jackson and he also had a newborn. Yeah. And I said to him, how does the, the, the other one cope with it? And can see it breaks my heart because I say to him, how do you feel? And he's like, I feel sad. Yes. Because he's not getting the attention. You mourn the loss of it being just you and like you know, it was just me and Belle, like a little mm. team, and now it's not. What did you do, Katie, to um help prepare Belle for this? Because like, we bought a couple of books. Yeah. You know, like Mummy's having a baby or whatever. Uh -huh. like, it was Pirate Pete's gonna be a big brother. Yes, or yeah, like yeah. That. What did you do? So we bought books off um, websites where you can personalise it with Belle's name and, and so the character looks like Belle and we did all that and she seemed to love that. We bought her this doll with poos and wheeze so she had like her own newborn baby. Um, so we <laughs> that thought, sounds absolutely horrendous. I've got all <laughs> yeah. that to come, right? Oh, and it cries oh, and you're God just like, someone get the batteries out the poo baby. <laughs> yeah. like, we don't need I've got enough of that in real life <laughs> without yeah. a fictional version. Yeah, like the baby crying, the yeah. fake baby crying, me crying, Belle crying. Richie's <laughs> <laughs> like, gone upstairs. Yeah, yeah. literally. But, I mean, we did all that. But when it came down to it, she just wanted to sit next to mummy and help. She wanted to feed the baby. Mm. And actually, that was one good thing about then having bottles, that mm. she could help feed the baby and yeah, kind of evolve. Yeah. Um, I guess because she probably got dolls. Yeah. And dolls come with bottles, so it makes sense. Jackson's not into his dolls yet. Mm. I guess it might happen. Yeah, I mean, it was quite funny. We did, um, she goes to like a little kindergarten and they were doing a project about caring for people and they were learning about babies. So because I'm kind of on mat leave, mm. I went in to give a talk with the baby. So they were talking about bottle feeding and they had like nappies, baby yeah. food bottles and they were showing everyone and they were saying, you know, Belle sat at the front next to me and they're like, where does the, you know, how does the baby eat? What do they have? And they were like, oh, the kid's like, the baby has milk. And then Belle's like, my baby has milk for mummy's boobies and the bottle. Who wants to see my mum's boobs? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just brilliant. sat there like, how do you respond to that? And then she starts like grabbing my top, she's like, look at my mum's boobs, milk comes out. Brilliant. Like, oh, brilliant. Cheers. Yeah. Do you know, I'm, I'm, it, it's interesting that you don't really think about the older child in that way, because actually we, just when we started talking, we were laughing about the idea that number two comes along and gets hand-me-downs, you know, like yeah. doesn't get the same level of sort of paranoia and care around her and all the rest of it. 
But then, as you say, actually, for the older one, you know, the idea is always that the older one is the one that has always had that sort of precious time of just being the only one. But actually, they, they are the one that has to deal with this mm. new creature coming yes. into the world. Someone yeah. told me that when you bring a child home from hospital or when you introduce the older baby to the younger baby, it shouldn't be with the mum necessarily holding That's exactly the baby. what someone said to me. Yeah. It should be in the yeah. cot because yeah. then it sees it as something separate yeah. from the mum. That makes sense. We did that. We were re- I read that on, a, I think, a forum or a blog. Yeah. And we were really conscious. She came to visit me in hospital. The baby was in the sort of plastic cot on the side. And I stood up ready to greet her because I had C-section. I couldn't mm-hmm. pick her up. Yeah. But I kind of hugged her. And then we went and picked the baby up together. So... It's a bit misleading, but I sort of pretended to have probably not picked the baby up yet, and we were doing it together for the first time. Mm, mm. Um, the weirdest thing that Belle did, but we've kind of phased it out now, is role playing that she's a newborn baby. So okay. she's like, Mummy, look at me, and like would pull her pants down and learn the changing mat and lift her legs up and be like, Pretend to change my nappy. I'm like, Okay, <laughs> but I had to do it when Mitchie yeah. was out because yeah. Mitchie's like, You're too soft, stop yeah. wiping her bum, she's four. I'm like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you I know. think that's the same with me and one that says, yeah. I'm a bit tougher. But that sometimes, you know, in the relationship, you need good cop, bad cop, yeah. don't you? And that's the good dynamics. Yeah, between. but I'm fed up with being bad cop. Oh, really? I, okay. think, it's, well, I think it's more my nature, but my my wife is just lovely with our with our boy. And yeah. she's, you know, we Steve and I were just discussing this. We were having this argument about how she's breastfeeding and she feeds him through the night. And uh-huh. I'm already on that stage. Of, just stop, cut, cut down the feeds, cut down the yeah, feeds. Yeah. Why can't I feed my child if I want to feed my child? And so it's this back and forth. So this is the pattern for for life now. I think is that but, I am. But going then to be I think the cop. dynamics change. This is the pattern at the moment, and then come teen years, you might be the one that lets them dye their hair purple or have, have a cigarette. <laughs> or, there's a thought. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a thought that could, yeah, could be the key. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be the one defending him while yeah. he, when he wants to go out with a girl or whatever. Because I think of my own childhood. I was closer to my mum for some periods, and then that changed with my dad. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate they've stayed together. They never divorced, and mm. it, it has been a roller coaster of. The relationship yeah i guess that makes sense it's different point because your child's going to need different things mm-hmm. at different points of its development yeah so literally the different things depending on your personality you're going to offer different things you mentioned a couple of times about reading blogs and advice oh, yeah, stuff yeah now which and i started the podcast because we didn't think there was much for guys specifically mm-hmm. now whether you could argue guys don't need a specific area because parenting information is is, is cross-sex what we did find is that we were so frightened of some of the um, more <laughs> don't, extreme, don't say it, don't say it. Because they're all about to anything. arrive, probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. we really need to care what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but some of the mum blogs, how do you find the, the tone? Do you go on as Katie Piper? Or do you... <laughs> I have an anonymous name, which I'm yeah. not sharing. I mean, I was quite naive with my first child because like, you don't realise how vicious it can be and how opinionated it can be. And I think just from my own Instagram posting stuff, I found out how opinionated people are, um, which I get it. It's the most important job you'll ever do in your life. People are passionate about mm. it. But we have to remember all those things are just opinions and mm. there is no wrong, there is no right. It's really personal. Um, and what you sort can, of thing would you get in terms of when you, you said that you found out on Instagram people just kind of disagreeing with your choices or what? Or? Disagreeing with your choices and criticising you for putting out your opinions publicly, you know, because mm. I guess you have a responsibility of a public platform. Um, but I think, you know, we all have to use social media responsibly. Yeah, and but if you don't like what you're posting, don't read yeah. your stuff. Yeah. But then some people, I think, maybe they lurk deliberately 
just a kind of antarctorian yeah Yeah. and you have that outside of the parenting world as well you have trolls and i mean i'm definitely as somebody with a public profile i'm more mindful Mm. like i certainly wouldn't photoshop images or post boastful things or things that make other people feel inadequate because we're all feeling inadequate behind closed doors you know or or on a podcast on a podcast i'm feeling inadequate once a week if you go go, (laughs) somebody did point out to me that if you listen to most of our episodes at some point i bang on about feeling guilty about something or other so you know but it's like you say it just comes back to that sort of parental guilt and inadequacy that's part of it yeah and i think you know i've got like whatsapp groups with my real normal friends who do normal jobs Mm. and you know, it's really nice to check in with someone and be like, God, me and Richie are arguing loads. You know, if I put that on my Instagram, the Daily Mail yeah. headline would be, I'm having a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes. It probably will be now. I can, I can, I can see know. that, yeah. yeah. I can see we're that. arguing about, like, who didn't turn the heating on yeah. and whose turn it is to do the feed. And this is really normal. And when I tell my friends that, they're like, me too. Well, there's you know? a, yeah, see, the feedback we've had on our podcast is people like the honesty. Yeah. Like the fact that we are saying you know, being quite brutally honest about how we feel our shortcomings are mm. and what's going on. I think that that support, you want to hear yeah. that you're not That's alone. all you want to hear. You want to hear other people going through yeah. the same thing, don't you? That's why we shouldn't be too critical of blogs and posts and forums because they are, like you said, a place of solidarity and mm. they, they are important. Um, you know, when I was coming here tonight, I said to my husband, do you want me to take the baby? Do you want to come with me and help with the baby? And he was like... No, you go alone. I think secretly he was like, get out the house. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've got a box there. Once, yeah. a, once they're asleep. Because seven weeks is a nice age that once she's fed and down, he probably will watch Big Brother yeah. and mm. eat pizza. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So once Jackson's gone to sleep, if Mum's out, I'm like, don't have to make conversation. Yes, I know. You just want silence. <laughs> you just sit there and watch like, whatever, whatever yeah. it is. Watch the football. I remember. Yeah. I remember that again. Like being blissfully naive when Ben was that that age, you know, sort of that 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 really early stage where he was going to bed and he was sleeping. It's and kind you of think, quite easy then. You think this isn't that bad, is it? And yeah. you kind of sit down and we've got a box set to watch. So this is all right. This is okay. A bit boring, but fine, fine, fine. And then of course, yeah, it's only when you get to a certain stage that the hell. Kicks yeah, in. <laughs> you just realise there's no consistency for very yeah. very long. Mm, you know, it's all mm, the changes, mm. and then you're potty training. And yeah. do you find just just, just dwelling in that. Uh, blog posting thing where did rich go for info well he doesn't he's not a big internet person he doesn't really use social media or anything like that i mean i think he's quite traditional in that he's got a very close family they're kind of from the east end they Mm. all lived near each other and he talks to his mum. he talks to his sister so probably like but not just the women like the men in his life his dad his his parents are together Mm. his dad's very handsome father so i think he always emulates the parenting style that his father Mm. gave him Mm. um and his dad's a good grandparent as well they help us which is good if he's hands-on you know he's a hands-on dad he's picked up it was one of the reasons i wanted to marry him was he came from a real solid family and similar to how i was brought up and Mm. i felt like we've got the same values as as parents so Mm. So is he, he's not necessarily a bloke who would openly talk about his emotions a lot, or is he? I think he is, actually, mm. yeah. For, you know, I don't want to sound sexist, but for yeah. a guy, he's yeah, yeah. very chatty and open about that kind of thing. I bought him some parenting books, but he's more of an audiobook person, so okay. he, the podcast would be good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Get him subscribed if he's not already. Yeah, yeah like that. it's free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should do that. That would be my treat to him, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that's more his kind of modern thing, you know. Good, good. And do you think... Uh, what it's too early to say, isn't it? Seven weeks in, if this is it. 
Never again. <laughs> Never again. Never again. But did you say that right. after the first one? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back in two years' time, Katie, yeah. we sat there. Oh, we, we were talking about permanent contraception. But <laughs> okay. even Richie was like, oh, it's too early to think about that. And I was like, no. We should no. get Richie on to talk about permanent contraception. <laughs> <laughs> That's a podcast in itself, isn't it? My God. Um, one thing, I, I hope you don't mind me asking this, Katie, but it's something that, that sprung to mind when we were talking. In terms of, you know, this horrific incident you went through, this mm. trauma you went through, do you feel that um, that going forward, I suppose the, the girls are still very young at the moment, yeah. but do you feel that going forward that that might inform the way you parent? Do you sometimes wonder, am I going to be overly protective? Am I going to have concerns along that? I'm so conscious of not wanting it to be like that. Yeah. Because I can imagine my younger self, if my mum was me, being like, oh my God, mum, that thing that happened to you 20 years ago that wouldn't ever happen to me, that would only happen in a film, like shut up about your boring yeah. old book you wrote, you know. Yeah, yeah. It is going to yeah, really yeah. be like that, isn't it? That happened in the olden days. <laughs> the olden days. Yeah, 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 and yeah. you can just be like, God, my mum wrote this book back in like, God, the 90s. Who was alive in the yeah. 90s? She wrote you know? a book. Yeah. It was printed on paper. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah, even yeah. a Kindle, like, no. you know. Um, so I don't want to be like that because also I don't want to fill my children with anxiety mm. and frighten them and scare them. Um, and I think that's why I'm so lucky with Richie's support. You know, it didn't happen to him. He didn't no. know me when it happened. So he's very rational. He's very level-headed. Yeah. And if my anxiety gets too high, if I'm like, we can't use the tube because we're going to get blown to pieces and mm. we can't yeah. use the country that, he's like, hold on, Kate. When we were kids, we did this, we did that. I know the world's slightly different, yeah. but we've got to let our kids do those things. Um, and I guess you might have seen a bit of it with your mum, mm -hmm. how your mum was to you before and how your mum was yeah. afterwards. I guess you may, you, you maybe see your mum understandably, would be probably more worried about you yeah. being out in the world, even though you're an adult. It's so true. I mean, we come from a really rural village in Hampshire. Mm. So after I was attacked, I went back home to live with my parents. Mm. And then when I got back on my feet, I moved back to London. So you can imagine to my mum and dad, like, I'm going back to yeah, London. Yeah. My mum and dad were like, where it all happened? Oh my God, <laughs> the big city. Um, you know, can't yeah. you just stay here and work in the local shop? And But they had to, I was 25 or 26 by then. They had, they had no say in it and they had to just let me go. Mm. And now, um, years later, they've told me we were mortified. You were moving back to London. We were convinced mm. you were going to have a breakdown or something bad was going to happen. But as it turns out, it was fine. But we kept those fears inside because we didn't want to transfer those fears onto yeah. you because you've taken all this time to become confident and and kind of strong again but so. that's that's to their credit i would suggest you know that, that that's that's what parenting is about isn't it yeah. that you actually take that weight on yourself and you don't pass it on us yeah and lucky for them the house prices drew around <laughs> 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 that's fine. i like i love the idea as well that that rich i suppose that i didn't realize he wasn't with you at that, that all that time ago yeah so that having not, not been there for that, that he is able to be that kind of person that kind of says, all right, everything's fine. Because yeah. actually, I, when I think, you know, something happened to my wife, then yeah. I would struggle the same way she would, you know, yeah. in the sense that you, you'd be worried. You'd be, yeah. But the fact that you met afterwards means he's able to say, it's okay, yeah. it's fine. Because we've only been together six years, which isn't really that right, long, right. considering, you know, two yeah. kids and yeah. married. And he's only really known me as like quite a confident, sort of assertive yeah. person, mm. which I think in a way is, is an advantage. Yeah, and I guess having been very young, but you, you talked about it and you've got maybe a few of the, the psychological tools in which to, to kind of know what's going on in your head 
uh, and perhaps be able to deal with that in a, in, you know, in a, in a good way, which gives the opportunity to position it. Yeah, and I think, you know, I'm always going to be honest with that. I was never mm. going to be some, like, reveal moment. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. she talks to me now. She knows I've been burnt when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She already knows all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's really funny, like, in the kitchen, she's like, mind the oven, you don't want to burn it, get burnt again. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God. It's so funny. This like, is stuff that only kids can get. If anybody else did that, you'd think, that's a little bit rude. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, a kid, it's, it's cute. It's lovely. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's trying it's to explain, you know, like, she, the, we've got a puppy, and the puppy, like, nips her hand and made a little cut. And she went, oh, mummy, I've got, I've got a scar like you. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And I was like, Your, yours might go there. It probably won't look like mummy's hand. And she's like, oh, okay, all right then. Bless so, them. yeah. That's lovely. But that's kind of, I suppose, how you want, want your, your kids to be exposed to things, don't you? In, yeah. that, in that way, in that kind of, you know, innocent environment. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, she's only three and a half, and we've got an iPad, and we let her go on. You know, um, there's like a kids' tube. It's mm-hmm. like YouTube, but it's just like kids' yeah. stuff. So if we're going on long car journeys, we let her. She likes to watch other children unwrap um, Kinder eggs and take the toy out. That's the thing, isn't it? I've seen that. Yeah. Yes. So yes. she watches a lot of that. So when she's playing on her own in the playroom, she talks to Finnair and she's like, "Hi guys, today I'm unwrapping this. And if you want to know more, click the smiley play, smiley face below. Subscribe. Keep watching." And that's what she does when I talk to her. Things have changed. <laughs> things have changed since so I used to sit in the back of the car yeah. going, how many more miles is yeah. it to go? Yeah. So when we're in the car, she's like, mummy, do the YouTube thing. So I drive along and I'm like, hi guys, today I'm driving my smart car. If you want to know more, subscribe below, keep watching. And we pretend to be on YouTube. So the other day she asked me, she was like, can you put me in the iPad for real? And I was like, what do you mean on YouTube? She's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know how people get in that. And she's like, oh, you must know. How could you get me in the You've iPad? You've got a vlogger on your hand, haven't I you? I know. You've got, like, <laughs> I've told yeah, the way things are going, though, she could pay you a retirement. I told her the biggest white lie. I was like, I don't know how people get in the iPad. And she's like, oh, if you ever find out, tell me. So like a few years, she's going to be like, you liar. <laughs> she would have cracked it by You're yeah. in the she iPad. Said, yeah. She says like she's on the yeah. ball. Especially once she's seen you on TV. Then I know. Be, yeah, then you've yeah. got no escape. Yeah. Like, Mummy, you're in, you're in the TV. Why she's seen me in this swimming okay. and I was at home with her and then she was like, how comes you're there and here? And I was just like, oh, it's like your DVDs. It's a DVD played to lots of people, you oh, know, okay. and trying to explain that concept. Oh. So. God, that is weird, isn't it? Because I suppose not many people have to explain to their children why they're on the television they're watching. Yeah. I suppose it's quite a, that's a fairly it's unique thing. Bit. You have to kind of be, yeah. But I suppose that, that question's only going to come up again, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Wait till right, Ben's 10 and he starts listening back to old podcasts yeah. the first time. That's a real worry, actually. That's true. Yeah, because these aren't going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> He'd be like, you embarrassed me talking yeah. about my toilet habits. Yeah. <laughs> you were like angry and depressed when I was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That is important. Like, yeah. We're talking about mental health more than ever. We're talking mm. about men's feelings and men's yeah. experiences. And I think, you know, if you're going to teach your son that, then that can only be positive. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I think, think so, definitely. True. I think that's very much okay. I think that, that was kind of the starting point for what we're trying to do here is make people aware that it is okay to be a bit stressed out as a dad. Yeah, and hopefully by the time he's a certain age, maybe this will just be a regular thing. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. have to be like yeah. a niche. Be on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like kids' yeah. version. First time yeah. kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cool, right, well, um, that seems like, a, that seems like an apt note yeah, to rock exactly. wider. Yeah, yeah. We've already planned the podcast in 10 years' time. Yeah. Um, well, look, Katie, thank you very much indeed for talking to us. It's been really interesting. It's nice to see you both. Thanks for having me. Really yeah. interesting. Um, and uh, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do so. If you would like to get in touch with us, email us at firsttimedads at trinitymirror.com. Anything else to add to Yeah, you? no, thanks for all your comments that people have been, uh, been leaving for us on um, 
uh, iTunes and uh, keep it up. Thanks. Yeah, reviews and ratings. Do it uh, and subscribe. Do it. Right, that's us. Thanks very much, everybody. Cheers for listening. Bye. Bye.